hit up my brother Victor and I said, hey, let's let's do some reviews about Halloween Kills and the, and the upcoming Scream movie since we both seen, you know, Halloween Kills. So I'm going to give my opinion. He's going to get his. And we're just going to talk about it. And we're going to talk about American Horror Story, y'all, because I think they're in the second half of season 10. And, um, and we're just going to talk some shit. So, I mean... But before we do that, um, how how you been? How you been? It's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, and um, yeah, it's been pretty good. Uh, I am happy to um, be here. And it's also going to be fun because we're we're doubling up. So not only will this be a part of uh, AJ's Velvet Rope world, it's also going to be a part of Megasheen's world today as well. Um, so we are kind of doubling up, switching universes, multiverses. Exactly. Which, you know, exactly. Um, exactly. So we're going to kind of, exactly. you know, give you two worlds today. Um, but yeah, I am excited to talk about these particular films because most people know I love horror and I love all that stuff that goes with horror, you know, watching it, not watching it, but watching it, all, the, all you can think of all the way from the 70s all the way up to now so yeah i'm happy to be here and it's good to see you and everything else but yeah so (laughs) just doing a little maneuvering y'all y'all know me y'all know me i'm like so last minute with this stuff sometimes i try to be perfected and i'm still not there yet but um yeah this is kind of cool like a double feature you know i'm on your show you're on mine and yeah. um, I'm glad to, you know, be back, you know, with Megasheen. Um, I think the last time we reviewed, um, what what did we review? It was Mortal remember. Kombat. Then we talked about Mortal Kombat. We talked about. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because that came out. But yeah, we talked about that. But now we're going to, this is spooky season. So this is appropriate. Especially after the big Halloween, the the second movie to the trilogy came out. And for those of y'all who don't know, 2018 began the new trilogy of Halloween. Um, And if y'all didn't didn't know, this movie came out in 1978. So um, the first movie came out in 1978, I believe, um, so many years ago, 40 years ago. and um, it had about six or seven um, sequels. Not all of them are very equal. I just talked about how um, Halloween Resurrection was basically the worst. It was just garbage. Agreed. Agreed. Um, but how they had, you know, but I, I'm very passionate about, I actually like three because three was kind of different. In a lot of ways, three could be many things now. Three could actually but, be the American Horror Story the way they but, did but the thing with season of the witch was they said that's the only one that has nothing to do with Michael at all. True. No Michael, no Lori, you know, no Dr. Loomis. It's like totally just it could have been a spin-off of its own in a way. Yeah, I think they were planning to do something like that. Like that was going to be the one of the original ideas of a different type of wing time I guess because I didn't do so well. Just kind of scrapped it, but looking back, I wish they would have kept going because that would have been kind of what we're used to now when we see American Horror Story and what have you. Exactly. Or if you watch, or if you watch um, Slasher, that's another horror series, right? And speaking of Halloween, let's just dive right into the latest one, and I'm gonna pull it up on the screen here, y'all. The latest Halloween, which um. Well, I'll give my opinion first. I'll go first. Um, I I can say I'm not a Michael Myers fan. I'm more of a Freddy fan. And when it comes to Michael Myers and um, Jason, I like I didn't see I. My first introduction to Halloween, the Halloween series, was H two O because that came out when I was like a preteen. And my cousin and I, we watched it, and I've seen it a million times. It's one of my favorites in the whole franchise. 
um, because I just thought, well, we thought she had killed Michael because he chopped his head off. I thought that was like the best way to kill a killer. Um, and um, when I saw the first Halloween, I think I was in my early 20s, I sat down and watched it. And my mom was so happy I was finally watching the original Halloween. And I'm just like, this is boring. I'm like, this is boring as hell. And she just had to kept telling me, well, you know, this is in the 70s. You know, this was scary back then. I'm like, this is bullshit for it to be scary. <laughs> He's not showing nobody, killing nobody. But um, this Halloween, and I saw Halloween 2018. I went to the movies to see it. Again, I thought that was boring. But then when I saw they're coming out with Halloween Kills, I immediately got Peacock so I can watch it at home. I was supposed to be asleep because I had just got off work, but I stayed up those whole hour, 45 minutes, watched the movie. I thought the killings were amazing. They were on point. It was gruesome. The storyline to me, you could tell it's a buildup to the final one. You can tell it's a buildup because we don't see we don't see Lori interact with Michael pretty much at all. It's pretty much the town folk going crazy, like that, like that uh, video you posted with the. the oh yeah. The people, that's all it was. They were just going crazy, and um, I think um, scale of one to ten, Halloween kills for me. I give it a seven point five. Okay. Well, um, I. I was disappointed with this um, because, and yes, I know it's a part of a trilogy and sometimes second movies in a trilogy are a little, they leave you hanging. It's, it's supposed mm -hmm. to be a cliffhanger. But when we look at certain um, part twos of certain series, they were all sometimes, sometimes very strong. Uh, think about Friday 13th part two, very strong. We got introduced to Jason uh -huh. as a killer as an adult uh -huh. um, we got scream 2 was very good because it kind of broke all of the rules and mm -hmm. if i didn't know the original version of scream 2 if y'all remember Haley, the black character she was supposed to be one of the killers mm. but because it leaked they had to change everything i think they bring they brought yeah. in the mother so yeah. it was supposed to be Haley. um so we look at the sequels they were supposed we're to gonna and we're going to talk about how Jason kind of links to Scream in a way. Yeah. Only the real Scream fans know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But y'all see that when we talk about that in a, in a second. But um, I get what you mean, though, because um, to me, with Halloween, Halloween Resurrection, like you said, it was the worst. It was the worst in the entire series because they killed off Laurie. And then what I don't like about franchise movies is like they did with Terminator. They came out with all those Terminator movies. And then when Genesis came out, they said, oh, ignore everything from three and salvation. Ignore those. Those have nothing to do with it. But it's like, they already came out. We, How does this intertwine with the storyline, with the timeline? And I'm, I don't know if you saw it on Twitter. They had like broke down the timeline of all the Halloween movies and they yeah. have them like linked together. And you see Season of the Witch is like linked to nothing. Yeah. And, um, what I loved about H2O was they gave the backstory on where Lori has been all those years since Halloween 2, saying she faked her death, she changed her name, she has a kid, she became an alcoholic, she became pretty much a pill popper, you know, and somehow she got this job in this school in the middle of nowhere in Northern California. But I think it, it showed that the message, I think one of the messages behind Halloween H2O was your past. You can never escape your past. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I, I, I understand that you people want to, I, I kind of call these movies like the, the multiverses of film stories. So now we can get different storylines. We've had one completely different storyline that was given to us by Rob Zombie. He did um, Halloween one and two. And he did um, a good job. Well, which is, which I go back and forth with. I know some people don't like it. I do appreciate some of the things he was doing with it. Sometimes Rob does a little bit too much and that's just how he does things. But I did appreciate two, to a degree. But jumping back to, uh, uh, Halloween Kills, I just felt like it was too many things going on in the story 
to really follow through with it. And as I was saying, a lot of times you get stronger sequels with kind of weirdness. Uh, it, to me, it kind of felt like it was sometimes when there's a, there's a Netflix series called Black Summer, and it's basically a but it's about it's a zombie series, but it's it was a YouTube series, so it's pieced together. You can tell that it's been pieced together. This felt like it was like a YouTube series pieced together. People didn't really go together with it, and 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 I just felt like there was it was just this weird that weird mob situation. We really didn't need that, um, but I did like the fact that we got to see some of the other people involved. We they brought in Tommy and they brought in Lindsay, even the nurse from the originals. Um, not Tommy, Tommy. Tommy. I was say, yeah, yeah, Tommy's not the original Tommy, but Tommy. Um, piggyback, not to cut you off, but yeah, they brought in Kyle Richards, who was Lindsay in the first one, and um, the the nurse, uh, Mary, Nurse Marion, uh, and she still looks good, might I add. She still looks good. But you know what? And I'm so, if y'all hadn't seen the movie, y'all should have seen it by now, goddammit. It was in the movies and it was on Peacock. So this is a spoiler for y'all. Oh, well. I love how they killed the nurse the same way she escaped him in the first one, which was so cool. Yeah. I thought that was a, such a great homage. But what made me like, like it didn't make me jump, but I had a lot of like, I call them ooh moments. Like when you watch something, you're like, ooh, you know, you didn't really expect mm-hmm. it. When he got the black dude through the eye, oh my God, that got me right there. I said, damn. Yeah. But you know what pissed me off though was they, that final scene where they they beat the shit out of Michael. He's on the ground, laying on the ground. You thinking, okay, somebody shoot his ass in the head or something, and they do that slow motion with the gun, and it's like, oh god, you already know what's coming next. Yeah, but, yeah. I. It was interesting because I when they went, they had the flashback scene about, and what I did appreciate was they kind of gave us a part two in this like a part two of the original in this one where they show what happened mm-hmm. the night of, um, where they had to add a little bit more about the cop yeah. um, and what his involvement with it. And I love how they, they put in um, Donald Pleasance when they did um, this whole Dr. Loomis part, right, when they did capture Michael. But uh-huh. um, the kills in this one were brutal, as you were saying, and how you knew it was going to end a certain way. Yeah. But I, I guess a part of me is, and you know, some people were very upset that Lori wasn't that much in it. And I was like, again, this was this leading into the third one. Of course, she wasn't going to be completely right. in. But I kind of didn't like um, the way the that whole again that whole mob scene was just kind of not random, but well, in the way random because it was like, okay, we all were going too far. But as I was saying to some friends of mine, um, when you think about a story like Michael Myers in a small town, and I grew up in a small town where we had a killer. Um, who did kill someone, and we knew who he was. We knew exactly what he looked like. I actually grew up with him. There was Mo Teeters. Um, so if I ever get bored, Google Mo Teeters, um, Union City, Tennessee. Um, and so I also, not only grew, I grew up with him, but I grew up with Marlena Childress, a, a young girl who was kidnapped when she was like four or five. Um, and that made it all the way to Unsolved Mysteries, the TV show. Oh, wow. And so I grew up in the 80s, in 90s with these two people who are well known in our town and well known outside of our town. Um, but anyway, so we kind of like had little flashbacks watching yeah. Halloween. It's like, you remember this shit. A like little this. bit, yeah. But the thing is, you would know exactly what that person looks like. And what didn't really fit to me is how when they were after that other patient that escaped, right. they, thought, they saw him to a degree. And I'm like, y'all should have known that wasn't. Michael Myers. Just the way he's built. Like, you know, yeah. Michael is like six foot two. He's mm-hmm. very, like, somewhat stocky. Mm-hmm. You know what he wears. He wears that same janitor looking jumpsuit. And y'all thinking it's this short, fat, bald headed dude? Like, really? Yeah, I was like, that, that, this, that, that, it took me out of the movie a little bit. And also yeah. just understanding, I, it, it was no connection with Tommy, Lindsay. Like, I feel like, and again, if you're living in a small town, there will be some connection with Tommy Lindsay with the family. Well, the only connection was, um, I think the only connection was when Tommy made, he told the story at the bar. That was the mm-hmm. only connection. And um, it seems like 
you know, I think I got I got a little pissed off too with the whole town going crazy, and then um, when they uh, someone I think either they they accidentally hit Lori in the side where she got stabbed, and that's what pretty much brought her down the whole rest of the movie. That kind of pissed me off too. Um, but what's interesting is I saw her interview last night with Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, you know, she's been doing so much press. Um, I think it was for a Variety. And they, she said there was a moment in the movie that she had to tell them, do not put this part in the movie where she was supposed to be chasing, I think, Michael in the hospital or running from her or something. She's basically supposed to be in a hospital gown. And she's supposed to be running. She said, if you put Lori in a hospital gown and she's running, she's like, that's not strong. That's weak. She's like, you put Arnold Schwarzenegger in a hospital gown. That's weak. She's like, we need her to be strong. And that's why she said, that's why you see her in the bed for the rest of the movie, because she needs to regain her strength and be stronger again. But people are questioning, and I think she is dead. People think Judy is either is or isn't dead. I think she's dead because the way Michael got her ass in the end and she's standing out from the, the window where her aunt, her aunt's room was, I think she is dead. But I mean, do you think she's dead or you think she's going to come back? I think she's dead, but I, I think the the thing, um, and it's funny because you mentioned it as um, her aunt, and we're and they they don't recognize them as family in this series, uh-uh. uh, which I think they might want to. I would like them to bring that back because it kind of takes away from well, why is Michael really doing this? Because you have to remember, in 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 the 2018 version, the only reason why he even got up to Lori was because of the second doctor. This was That was done by the second doctor um, to kind of orchestrate this whole thing. So it really wasn't about him going after Lori. It just happened to, she got caught in the crosshairs, the same way she did in the original movie. She was kind of in the crosshairs of what was happening at that point. So if then, they, they don't really recognize them as a family, but if, who knows? They may do that in therapy. It could surprise us all. Because in H2O, when Lori or Carrie, as she went by, um, asked her, her boyfriend asked her, who is that man? And she said, and I quote, and I know you remember this, Victor. She said, mm-hmm. I quote, my brother, mm-hmm. Michael. That was the only time they acknowledged that they were brother and sister. But like you said in the original, they were never brother and sister. She was just babysitting some kids that and she happened to see michael and mike for some reason michael has just picked her to just forever kill her because she escaped and he's i think to me the whole premise of the halloween franchises um and then we can move on to horror story because i want to save the screen franchise for last that's like one of my favorite favorite movies um he the whole premise of it is he wants vengeance he wants to finally get Lori and kill her because well, when we saw in Resurrection, she died, she fell off the building and he was like, okay, she's dead. Okay, I'm done. I can finally rest. I can go home. But then those stupid kids decide to set up shop and do a Halloween streaming in this house. He's like, well, now I got to kill you motherfuckers. Y'all in my house. So in that movie, I was more so rude for Michael to kill everybody because like y'all done came in this man's house. He's just trying to rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, just for, I know, I know people are probably like, so which ones do I watch to get everybody kind of up to speed? So with the Halloween overall series, um, the first six or seven, that is one world. Then there's Rob Zombies that he did one and two. That's his mm-hmm. world. And now, now with the new Bloomhouse version, these are, it's the same world, but not. So in the right. 2018 version, um, as, as we were saying, they don't really recognize him as brother and sister yet. Um, and part two of the original series did not happen. Mm-hmm. So that whole hospital scene in part two um, in the 19, I think 78 or 80 version, like it's 78, 79 version. Um, 79, yeah. It does happen at the hospital, which is interesting that Jamie didn't want to, Jamie Lee Curtis didn't want to be in the, in the gown because in the original sequel, she was. So exactly. I understand why she wanted to do that. But uh, overall, I give this movie, I, I give it a, I give it a, I give it a five just because of the comedy mm. piece in it. Um, but, you know, I'm going to hold out and yeah. see what the last one really gives us. But um, I know if I had a chance to do it, I would have focused mostly I would actually want to focus on why Michael kills. I know people don't exactly. like, they kind of like the fact that they don't. Why he kills, 
But who I want who is he? Yeah, or I what is he? Play. Yeah, because even her little speech when she said the more he kills, it's like the darker or stronger he becomes. Like it's it's weird. And they mentioned maybe the curse of the thorn from the third one and saying that might have something to do with it. But again, like you said, it's a multiverse. Now that's Victor's order. My order to say to watch it, you watch the original. And then you just jump to the sequels that came from 2018 on out. And then the other ones, that that's their own sequels. Like from four to H2O, those are like their own set of sequels right there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you can kind of go around five, and do all that. Yeah, and I, it's four I, five I is about his niece. And yeah, ugh. it's yeah. just so much they've done with this series. Oh my but, God. Yeah, I'm ready for we'll, it to be over with. Yeah, we will see. You know, next we'll year, see. I believe. We'll see how yep, it goes. Next year. Next year, next year. Okay. So next one in our little discussion. Um, oh, come on. There it is. AHS. Now, I, I give all credit. I bow down to Ryan Murphy um, and his partner, Brad. They are creative geniuses with this series because I stumbled onto this one um, by chance because my mom was watching Horror Story on Netflix and she's like, you got to watch this show. It looks pretty good. So I watched it. I was like, okay, I'm hooked. I never watched Asylum because I started watching like one or two episodes. It bored me. I gave up on Asylum. Um, I love, I think everybody can agree. Coven is like the number one fan favorite. Um, Freak Show was, eh. Hotel was more of like a, <laughs> a gay, sexy vampire type <laughs> mm-hmm. version um Roanoke was so fucking confusing because it was like they did a show within a show um what's the next one after that um cult I didn't didn't do cult because that was the whole political thing Mm -mm, I'm I'm over that um what was after that one um Help me out here, Victor. What was well, that? I think, I think, oh, I think it was Apocalypse because that's where we I just, I like that. That one was different because it was like so far left from everything. Mm-hmm. Um, 1984 was, it was cheesy. It was campy, but it still had that horror factor to it, you know, in American Horror Story style. Um, and now this one and American Horror Stories, um, I saw part one of the double feature the red tide. I didn't, I haven't started on the alien one yet. Um, but before we jump into the main franchise, if you guys have not seen American horror stories, those are good. Those episodes are so good because they're individual episodes. They don't link together. You don't have to watch them in order. And who knew Paris Jackson can act? (laughs) Who knew? And she act like a real bitch. Like she gave Regina George a run for her money. I believe I believe she was. I mean, I, I feel like you know she's born in a superstar family, so it was bound to happen. Natural, so. yeah, it's natural. Yeah. It's it's a natural gift. But um, so out of all the franchises, well, out of not franchises, but out of all the um, what do you want to call it? I guess seasons. Um, which one is like your top? We'll say top three. Like mine is Coven, um, and then eighty four. And the and the uh, and murder house. Those are my favorites. Um, I will say Coven, Murder House, and Asylum. But I'm not Asylum. Um, Apocalypse. Now Asylum. I did like you. I did not like it the first watch. I went back to look at it. I think a year ago, and now I appreciate it now. It all comes yeah. together well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, it is a slow burn. It was one of those seasons where you're like, okay, I've this is before you know everything was 22 seasons um, right now everything is kind of shortened down um but yeah it was a lot but it all came together so mm-hmm. i was those would be my top three and i will throw in asylum with that i what's so interesting about this season well not this season the series itself the whole series is people it took a while for everyone to realize there is a certain timeline and one day I'm going to, I want to binge watch every season, but in the timeline order, not the season order, you know, because the first one is, um, I believe it is Asylum and then Freak Show 
And then, um, oh God, oh, uh, 1984. And then it goes on to, um, you know, Murder House and Coven and Roanoke and then Cult and then Apocalypse Now. I think I got them in order like that. Um, but I love how that timeline is and because it makes the show even more interesting. But what I love about Ryan Murphy is he will reuse the actors to play different characters in every season. And um, to me, the breakout star throughout the entire franchise, of course, is Sarah Paulson because she's just so amazing. And I remember watching Hotel, that uh, American Crime Story had came out at the same time. And she said she would, she was shooting both at the same time. She would do Hotel at night and Crime Story in the morning. And I think as an actor, that is such, such discipline because you have to learn two scripts, so many lines. But I think with Crime Story, you had to learn more lines because it's a lot of dialogue and uh, sometimes in the form of monologues. And you have to really find that balance of playing two characters. You're playing a, a criminal prosecutor and you're playing a dead heroin addict, you know, two different personalities. So I applaud her for that. Um, I'm, I hate, not to sound a Debbie Downer, y'all, but I mean, at certain points with great shows, you always wonder, I can't wait to see how it's all going to finally end. Because in the back of your mind, y'all know this stuff has to end eventually. You know, even even Adele said in an interview, she's like, I'm not going to be making music forever. And <laughs> like any franchise, and I'm sure you can agree. Any franchise that's close to end, you can't wait to see what's the next big thing that's going to come after. You know, we had Harry Potter. Okay, what was it coming after that? Twilight. Okay, what's coming after that? Hunger Games and so forth and so forth and so forth. You know, it's like there's got to be the next big wave that's going to come. So I can't wait to see what's what's going to happen after Horror Story, you know, when it's all said and done. But yeah. it's something for us to look back on. It's another staple in cinematic history where it's one of those pieces you'll always want to watch around Halloween time because it's in the spooky realm and it's I think Ryan Murphy what Ryan Murphy did for FX is what 50 Cent did for stars oh lord <laughs> well I'm sorry I'm only saying that because I'm hooked on power I'm on the final season of power I'm close to I the end I despise power I cannot. Power to me, it can only be on stars because they would not have made it anywhere. I mean, no shit. I try to watch it. I'm, I try to watch it. You I couldn't watch it. It's it so was good. just like, I can't get into Ghost. Ghost was getting like, I think someone made a clip of when he stares aimlessly at stuff. They just made a clip of how he always does that. And I was like, Omar. That stupid look on his face. Yeah, I'm like, oh my God. I, it took me out. Uh, I think also there was a guy that uh, I almost dated who was looking at bootleg versions. I was like, this is not the life that I deserve. So I think that's why oh I, stopped. I stopped. I'm telling you, me. brother, I'm telling you, you got to give power a chance. Believe me, I felt the same way because I was like team empire. I was not feeling power. Well, was but now that it's gone off mm -hmm. and I sat down and watched it, I'm telling you, I've been binge watching. Like I have not watched pretty much damn near anything else but power. I'm, I'm telling you, give it a chance. It will blow your mind. The storyline is amazing because know, but it's not I'm it's not, not written by Fifty. I might I might come back. I'm because Fifty it's, gets on my nerves, but I will. See, okay, this this will make you feel a little better. Fifty Cent did not write it. A black woman wrote this. Okay, he's just executive produced it, and mm -hmm. he's in it. I think in the second and second season and second yeah. between the second and fifth season, because yeah. um, his character does die. Yeah. But a black woman wrote it, and what it reminds me of is it has that essence of, like, you know, American gangster and hoodlum and godfather of heart, and like that type of feel, you know, very gritty and grungy and edgy, which I love about it because there's so many twists and turns, and people, may, a lot of main characters die, but it's how they die and why they die. It's like, oh, you know, it's so good. It's so good. You got to give it a chance. I'm telling you, got to give it a chance. But, yeah. um, so, Horror Story, um, do you I'm like it back? Do you like, what? 
this I like, well, I, part I like part one. I like part one. I like Red Tide was different for me because it took me a minute to figure out what these pale people were at first. I'm like, who the fuck are they? Like, what is going on? And then come to find out that it's a pill that either heightens your creativity or it makes you a mindless vampire, which I thought was interesting. But the thing that made it so much better for me and not to throw the gay card out there, not to throw the LGBT card out there, um, I love that Angelica Houston is in it and she's a biochemist, but not just any biochemist, a biochemist with a PhD from Harvard, okay? Because I love when she told old boy, she said, motherfucker, I have a PhD from Harvard. <laughs> she's like, making crack is below my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> that did it for me. Um, it it kind of dragged in some episodes because with um, Lily Raid's character being pregnant for, it seems like, for 20 damn years. It's like, girl, would you hurry up and give birth already? And that little girl, if she stays on the right track, she's going to be a breakout star if she stays on the right path because she that little girl was something else because when she called Ursula a bitch, that, <laughs> I think it's so funny when we hear little kids curse and they sound like adults. <laughs> yeah. It's just uh -huh. too funny. I I did not like part one. <laughs> I I was I was bored with it. I just felt like, and maybe because we just had so much Ryan Murphy within the last yeah. year and a half. He had the American Horror Stories. Some were hit or miss. Some were okay. And then we had this, and I was like, I think it's I think it was just too much um, for me to where I was. I even cared. Now I the Alien one is somewhat interesting. I haven't really. Um, I haven't watched that one yet, but I, I want to see that. I'll say check. It's very interesting. I like the past. There's two parts. There's the past and there's the present. The past okay. is really good. So I will say if you get a chance, kind of take a look at it. Speaking of, speaking of Ryan Murphy, um, have you watched Impeachment yet? No. Again, I, I have to take a break from Ryan Murphy. No shade, Ryan. I do it's I so do much. He's yeah. like, you know, I, I call him the white Tyler Perry. So I'm just like. That's what I said, too. So I'm just, you know, I'm just like, at this point, I just need. It's a lot. It's, yeah, it's, it's a, a lot. lot. And I come from a world where we didn't, one person didn't dominate so much. Now, technically, yes, Aaron Spelling used to dominate. But oh. all his books were very different. But, yeah. so, but at the same time, I, you didn't really. I think they took care of making sure that even though he was, I think he was mostly producing these plays, these shows, yeah, they were somewhat different. But right now, with all of these, it's just a lot. Um, so I, I've said, and I've said it on Twitter. I think we just need a two-year break from any right. horror story because now other places are doing their own version, like um, Shutter is doing. Um, um, slasher, which is actually a very decent series. I will say if y'all get a chance to look at Slasher, go on Shutter or go on Netflix. I think the first three um, seasons and, are there. And is it Shutter or is it AMC? They brought back Creep Show. Yeah, it's Shutter. Shutter has that um, Creep Show. Okay. Else. We want to go back and look at that. Um, so you know there are some, and I will say again, Slasher. I will say this: the, this season Slasher is called Flesh and Blood was a whole lot better than what the first part of American Horror Story is. So if you get okay. Shutter, watch Flesh and Blood. It's diverse, queer. Um, and another thing I was going to do a shout out is the fact that a lot of horror right now is very diverse and queer. So I'm very happy to yeah. see a lot of that. But of American Horror Story, um, not really into Red Tide. The alien version is kind of interesting right now. So I would say if you get a chance, do check that part out. Um, Angelica's in that one as well. So, you know, get a chance to look at that. And also if, if you watch Love, Victor, um, um, I've got her name, or she was Mia in that series. She's in this one as well. So if you like that character, she's- and Speaking of, you know, queer diversity, even Halloween Kills has a gay couple. Yeah. Which was, was interesting, even though they even though they die, but they were still in there. <laughs> it was equal opportunity, you know, it was equal opportunity slasher. So everybody, you know, black, gay, queer, everybody dies. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Everybody died in this one. I'm gonna have to check out Shudder then. Okay, now for me, you know, um, side little sidebar, y'all. Um, 
I, everything I watch now is streamed. Like even my cable is streaming. Um, so anything I watch, it's it's on an app now, which I think is so. Sometimes I I sit back and just think about this a lot. It's amazing how we have have television has evolved now, where we're all watching streaming apps now because that's the way to go now. Uh, with Shutter, how much does it cost for Shutter? I think it's like four or five dollars a month. Like it's not even that much. Um, I got it. I got it through a deal, so maybe it might be a little bit more. But I got it at the time where it was like four or five dollars. Um, okay. But it's worth it. You know, it has a lot of movies, a lot of things you can look at. Um, Are you able to have multiple profiles? Um, I'm not sure. You might can have multiple profiles. Okay, well, I'm gonna find out and I'm gonna get back to you. If it is, you know, can you know, can I jump on your shutter? You know, I'm saying, <laughs> save me some money. Yes, yeah, I'm telling you, because like even Netflix, my boyfriend has uh has a link to my Netflix, my mom, my homegirl. Um, I think even my stars, my homegirl has my stars. Um, a few people have access to Disney Plus with me, so it's like any app that has multiple profiles and I'm cool with my inner circle, then I'm like, okay, yeah, y'all can jump on this and save y'all some money. You know what I'm saying? Because I know they're not going to fuck me over. Um, but anyway, back to the main thing. Yeah. Um, so we know Screen 5 will screen. I call it Screen 5. Um, it's coming out next year. Thank, I'm so glad they're putting it out in January at the top of the year so we don't have to wait till Halloween, like Halloween, um, to come out. And but before we jump into screen five, um, let's go back to well, damn, I thought I got a picture of screen one, but we'll use the same one, so it's the same fucking title. Um, let's jump from the beginning though. The first screen, oh my god, screen one will always be my favorite because it set the tone, um, and because. There will never be another Tatum. Tatum is my favorite character in that whole movie, in the entire series, because Tatum was the homegirl you wanted. And um, I thought that it was so different at the time. It brought back the slasher uh, genre, because we haven't seen it since Halloween or Jason. and to find out that Drew Barrymore was actually supposed to play Sydney at first, I'm glad it worked. It didn't go that way. And it kind of reintroduced Drew to the world in some aspect, because I think before Scream, she had did like the Poison Ivy movies and she had kind of just got away from Hollywood for a minute. But, and shout out to the great, Great, great Wes Craven for bringing this movie to life because um, he gave us Freddie and he gave us Scream. And I think to me, it really showed that watch it. I, I don't know. It's so much like when you watch Scream, you look at horror movies differently because you know the rules and you know what to do and what not to do. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think I'm more of like Tatum with the attitude, but I would have the instincts like Sydney. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, what, what's your take on the first screen? Because we're going to do it in order. We're going to dissect these in order. Uh, um, what's your take on the first one? Um, the first one, uh, the first one was really good. Um, it's funny to, um, we've, here in Los Angeles, we've celebrated 25th anniversary of Scream. And it's so weird to think about it as 25 years ago because I was in college. I think um, I would, let me, I'm going to do the math while you're talking. I'm going to do the math. So I was, I we it came out in, de, it came out in December. I think it came out early December. And yeah, and so I remember we watched it. Um, it was Ooh. interesting because a friend of mine didn't, he didn't like scary movies. He went to see The Preacher's Wife instead. So the rest of oh, us, wow. we were watching Scream while he was in Preacher's Wife. <laughs> um, oh, wow. But anyway, um, it was really good. It, it, I remember it was just exciting because it was like something new, something totally different than what we were used to. And it yeah. did kick off the slasher movies again for the 90s because um, it was wow. gone. We really wasn't having any type yeah. of 
until that. I mean, you think about it, Scream kicked off what we had, like H, like Hollywood H2O is be, came out because of what Scream did. Exactly. So exactly. it was really nice exactly. to kind of see that. It was a fun movie, great movie yeah. at the time. Um, I look at it, you know, occasionally. Um, and so oh, I me really, too. I really enjoyed it. Um, and we, we've always talked about how um, Steve Elrich, who, El, El Rich, I can never say his name right. But, oh, Skeet Ulrich, yeah. Yeah, how he had a chokehold on many of us because we were like, like look at this little skinny white boy. Is like he's kind of cute, even though he's deadly. And you know we, well, yeah, he was the bad boy. We've always thought of um, him as well as his character. You know, what his character was, and also Stu as you know, kind of that weird gay couple <laughs> um, that we don't talk about. But you know, it's kind of neat to see what they had planned what they was planning to do, but then do, as we go into the, the series, what it, how it really originated. So now I've always loved Scream, the first Scream. I wanna I wanna test your knowledge here really quick. I wanna do a little Scream trivia with you. Do okay. you remember the rules that Randy said um, towards the end of the movie when they were all at, um, um, Oh my God! What is his name? What's Matthew Lillard's character's name? Oh, Stu. It was at Stu's party. Stu, yeah, Stu's party. Do you remember the rules? In order? Well, not in order. I I just think the rules were, you know, basically. Okay, well, not in order. Then I won't take points for that. Okay, so yeah, the, give me. Like, do you remember the? You, okay. Yeah, you're supposed to say. You never say. Um, you will be back. Um, okay. You you have to be a virgin because if you have sex, you're gonna die. Okay. Um. And I can't remember if there was a couple of others, but I just know those two. Um, so it was, don't ever say you'll be back because you'll never be back. Uh, you can never have sex. They said sex equals death. But then the number one rule was you can't have, you can't drink. Cause he said, it's a sin. It's a sin factor to the sex yeah. rule. <laughs> and um, I think the unspoken rule was when Sydney said, when she first gets the call from the killer, um, was you know there's always some dumb blonde running up the stairs when she when she, she when she should be running out the front door. Now she was a little bit hypocrite because she did go up the stairs, but she only went up the stairs because she couldn't unlock that front door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think when you watch it now, because I when I was I did the math, so I was eight years old when the first one came out, and I never saw the first one. I saw the second one, and it scared me. Um, and then as I got older, then I watched the first one and then the second one and then I saw the third one uh, I was in fifth grade and I saw that in the movies um the first one to me it's kind of comical when you look at it now because Tatum's cracking on Dewey uh, which was so damn funny the the punch hurt around the world when Sydney punched the shit out of Gail and left her a nice bruise um and then one of my favorite moments was Sydney picked her fucking nose on the camera. That was so gross. <laughs> and I think overall with the with the screen movies, what I do love about it is it keeps you guessing who the killer is because you never know who the, you don't know who the killer is. And even in the first one, you look at it now, you'll still, you still won't know. Well, I think you do. In certain parts, you know when Stewie, Stu was the killer and when Billy was a killer. Cause I think um, Stu, no, I think Billy killed Casey. Um, and then he went to Sydney's house. Um, Billy killed, no, Stu killed Tatum because Billy was upstairs with Sydney. Um, oh God, who else died in that movie? Oh, the it's principal. Hard to, I don't know. I don't know who killed the principal. I can't, I can't, I can't say who killed him. It, that was a tough one. It was yeah. a tough one, you know? And even then, with not knowing who the killer is, I think they did a great job when we saw Scream 2, um, Billy's mom, Mrs. Loomis, and the wisecrack Gail made on her somehow, it can't be. I've seen pictures saying, no, this is... This is uh, 80 pounds and a lot of work later. (laughs) I said, fuck. I think that one. Go ahead. No, I was going to say Scream 2 was was really fun. Um, I was really influenced by Scream 2. That came out 
also while I was in college, I was about to graduate. And so um, when that came out, you know, Gail had the red streaks. I I had a I had a kind of a bob back then. And so I was <laughs> I tried we tried to die. I wanted the red streaks to try to die. It came out gold, but it worked. The gold worked with me, but it just, but it was just that at one point it was copper and then it came out this one straight gold. But um mm-hmm. but it was, you know, that movie was really good. I remember we all went to the I remember us going to the the theater and just like the movie, our theater was just hype. It was everybody was hype. Everybody was really excited. My one of my friends, he brought alcohol. He was literally getting drunk next to me. Um, we were just having a good time because it was. Yeah. It came like I was saying. It came out when we was in college. I was in a small college town, so the theater wasn't like the ones we have here in Los Angeles. But it was like pretty much everybody was there. It was a big deal. And when we saw how it began, you know, we're all like, okay, they're all right too. But when you know when Jada's character was murdered, oh. somebody actually—I remember some people did get uh, get scared because they were like, "That could literally happen here." And it like, really it can. can. It, yeah, it can. That could happen. You never know. The the cool thing about Scream Two was it introduced the almost the movie franchise within a movie franchise. It introduced the stab franchise, mm-hmm. and. Um, like you, you know, it inspired me as well. It heightened my love for movies even more, you know, not just for horror, but for all movies, because I love how they were having a deep theological discussion about movies. Like they they went in depth about, you know, the alien franchise and the famous line Sigourney Weaver said, you know, get away from her, you bitch, and um the whole Godfather and how they like and how Mickey tried to play saying how Godfather is life imitating art, imitating life. And it was uh damn, I like how my light just went out. Okay. Oh and it's <laughs> okay. Okay. See, this oh, should only have around Halloween you time. Know, you, got, you got the conjuring going on in your place. Ciao. Um and those movies are boring. Side note, Conjuring is boring. I saw the saw Devil made me do it. I literally fell asleep and then woke up at the very end. <laughs> um, but no. Um, oh, what I loved about Screen Two was it actually showed that one black person, even though two black, three black people died, one actually lived. Dwayne the cameraman, he lived because he he went away <laughs> and he came back at the end. <laughs> but I loved how crazy Mickey was and um they really they they stepped they stepped the game up in screen too especially when Sydney was rehearsing in her play and she saw the killer there and he just kept ducking in and out so you never really saw him it made you think like was he there was he really there was she was just really was it all in her mind um and it introduced a lot of actors um that you know are either not really acting as much anymore who who did become you know big name stars you know rebecca gayhart elise neal um dwayne martin um lee schreiber um you know so many people you know Um, ellen's wife (laughs) yeah she was rebecca gayhart's friend yeah Yeah. in in the sorority yeah. Um Cheryl Michelle Geller, you know, from Buffy. She was in there. And and Selma Blair was the girl on the phone with her. Yeah. You know, in a little uncredited scene. Um, I think Sarah, I think Cece's death, she could have lived. Cece could have lived. Yeah. And to me, Cece could have lived. She didn't have to be thrown off the damn balcony, even though that was that was so cool. Um, <laughs> um I loved one of my favorite parts in Scream Two was um, I tell y'all I've seen this franchise over and over again. I know damn near every line. Um, I loved when the car had crashed when Sydney and um, Haley were in the car and they got out the car and they were about to run and Sydney Sydney did the most stupid thing throughout the whole franchise. The only dumb girl moment talking about I want to see who it is and Haley was like No girl, stupid people stay. Smart people run. We're smart people. We should run. And I'm like, yes, girl, you should run. And when she went and said, he's not there, she's like, what? And then all of a sudden, bam, she got stabbed. I said, fuck. I'm like, girl, you should have ran. I'm like, fuck your white ass. I'm gone, bitch. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of us were 
a little disappointed. I remember I was like, I, I wanted her to live. But I was like, you know, somebody's going to die. But as I was saying earlier, it, I would have loved to have seen what the original version would have been if Haley yeah. was there. That um, would have been cool because I think it would have been three killers instead of two because it would have been Mickey, Mrs. Loomis, and Haley. No, I can't. They wasn't going to bring in Miss. She was the last minute. I think Mrs. Loomis was the last minute change because of the leak. Um, wow. To, uh, what I was told it was supposed to be, um, what's his name? And Haley. Mickey. Mickey and Haley. Oh. But you know what? When they had Mrs. Loomis, um, and I love, um, oh my God, I can't think of her name. You know, they played Mrs. Metcalf, Loomis. She yeah, Metcalf is her last name. I can't remember. Yeah, her. Lori, Lori, Lori Metcalf. I love her because it was a different shift for her because all we'd known her for was Roseanne and for her to do something dark and to not suspect her character at all because she was Debbie Salt, but, and then they flip it at the end saying, and Sydney immediately was the only one who knew who she really was, Mm -hmm. you know, and probably Dewey if he, if he wasn't stabbed. And like lay out in the video room, even though he didn't die, even though we thought he died, but he didn't die. Yeah, and um, I thought that was a nice setup too, because it was like again, the stakes are high in the sequel. So you yeah. we were like, Oh, I guess he will because we lost Randy. Why not? Right. You know, Tragically. Yeah. Tragically, we lost Randy. But I love how when they make you think a character is dead, they play that dramatic music that Scream is known for. <laughs> and then yeah. that was it. You know. So yeah, Scream Two, yeah, was was good. Um, and then we had uh the cheesiest one throughout the whole franchise, the cheesiest one, <laughs> the cheesiest. Um, because again, it reintroduced it, it showed the stab movie franchises, and we were introduced to new people and uh some movie stars and some TV stars as well. You know, Dion Richmond, who we knew from Cosby Show as Bud and uh, Tamara's boyfriend or sister's sister, but then this movie introduced me to Parker Posey, who I love because she was so annoying as Gail mm-hmm. because she was annoying to Gail, but mm-hmm. they became like thickest thickest thieves towards the end because they knew they had to work together. <laughs> but um, I like that they paid homage to Randy. You know, we got to see him video form, but we got to see him because he knew he was gonna die. Um, they could they could have picked somebody else to play his sister, but that that poor child, she's so ugly. Oh my god! No, I actually oh. liked I I I love Heather. I love Heather as an actress, and I would say it was nice to see her in that role. But what I'm we'll we'll talk about a little bit. What I do like is we know that somewhere in Randy's family there was some cultural mixing because there will be um I, I think one of his nieces um who is half black who will be in this movie so that's gonna oh. be kind of interesting to see that okay i did like i i, I go back i at first when i watched three i didn't really like it i saw three in grad school um mm-hmm. but then afterwards i was like i really appreciate it because i i like the fact that it was taking place in and it's funny because i now i live in la and it all makes right. sense. It took place in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. So it, you know, I, I did enjoy. How did, I did how enjoy. Did you feel, how, not to cut you off, how did you feel about, you know, having Cotton be the first one to be killed? Well, the second one to be killed in the movie. It, it made sense because, you know, this, because of the fact that they're going, they're, they're just kind of erasing everything they created. It was almost like this is kind of. We're going to go back and kind of finish it all off, like get rid of everybody who was involved, and so and it that, eliminated him as a factor. Yeah, you know, but it was also like, to see how it tied up, how it was a family thing. If you think about yeah. a lot of horror movies that we do watch, it's a, always a family thing. Freddie was yeah. a family thing, um, mm-hmm. where his daughter Jason. involved. Jason is a family issue. Halloween is a family issue. Um, so Candyman is a family issue. Yeah, Candyman is a family issue. So it's kind of interesting to see Scream do that, but I feel like it was doing that to pay respects to the horror movies in general. And and you know what, Scream Three really paid homage to a lot of Hollywood royalty in a way mm-hmm. because we got to see the late Carrie Fisher. 
you know, playing a movie uh, exec <laughs> who works down in the basement where nobody goes. And, um, you know, I thought that was so awesome. We were introduced to, uh, he's known as Pat, uh, Dr. McDreamy playing a cop. Um, mm -hmm. uh, um, Lance Herkinson, who we know from the Alien franchise, you know, mm -hmm. um, um, Again, Parker Posey, who we knew from Best in Show and um, so many other movies. And then for them to throw a wild card in there to show the killer is Sydney's half brother, which is something no one expected because they never, because her father never talked about, you know, his wife's other life. Mm -hmm. And um, all we knew that was she slept around with Billy's dad. And that's why Billy wanted to kill Sydney because. She feels like her mom broke up his family, but to come to, it kind of made it full circle to me because, um, uh, what was his name? Roman. Mm -hmm. Roman told Sydney, you know, I helped pretty much, I helped Billy try to kill you. You know, I gave him a few pointers. I did this, I did that. All he needed was a little guidance. And he was on his way. He's like, and he got Stu because you need someone to friend. You need someone to be the fall guy. Um, and again, they made it seem like Sydney was dead. They played that dramatic music and he stabbed her. But the bitch had on a Kevlar vest, which was smart. Um, and I love the ending when uh, Dewey is just shooting him and shooting him and shooting him. He's got that Kevlar vest and Sydney's like, She's like, head, dude. He's like, what? Head. It's like, do you not remember what Randy said? You got to cry on Jiggly's Lee's head, decapitate him, or blow him up. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was cool. Yeah, it was, to me, they could have stopped at three and left it alone. They really could. Yeah. Four, jumping on four. Um, <sighs> yeah. It, it, it was my least favorite of, the, of all of them. Same. But it was it was interesting because it, it came out in a time where social media was becoming huge. And mm -hmm. it almost makes sense to see what somebody would do something like that just to get the likes or just to be seen or you know whatever. Yeah. It came yeah. out of, it, it came out in a time where all that was growing and it makes sense now. And it helped birth a lot of movies like that. Like um what's the movie with Emma Roberts? Um is it uh it's like a truth or dare movie or something like that. Um, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. And then, you know, the other movie called Fun House and um, so many other horror movies that were like that, you know. Um, and even like uh, Hostel Part Two, in a way, when people were bidding online. So, mm -hmm. I mean, yes, Scream for it was at least my favorite as well because it, it felt like it's it's trying to rebirth the first one to a new generation of kids because the the plot line was almost the same as the first one and it was just like okay this is going nowhere i never really liked screen four um i'm gonna try to watch it again because i what i like to do with movies when sequels coming out of other movies i will sit and rewatch the originals first to get myself ready for the new one. So I'm, I'm gonna watch Scream 1 through 4 to get ready for Scream 5. Um, but yeah, Scream 4, it was, they could have kept that one. And um, so going back to now we have Scream, well, Scream or Scream 5. Um, I'll let you go first and then we can wrap this up. What is your expectations for Scream 5? Because we don't know the plot. We don't know any like they are so hush hush on this one. Yeah, even the even the trailer is misleading, and they even said that they said the trailer will be is misleading to what the real story is. And so, it, it looks very interesting. I love the line um, where Sydney was like, "I'm Sydney Prescott. Of course, I have a gun." Because um, if you go back and look at, and I think some of us was posted it there. You could post every clip of her holding a gun in every um, every every movie series. She's had a gun yeah. in every movie. Um, and so, you know, that's good, but you know, it's funny also because now we've been, this generation has been introduced to drama and drama in the sense that, you know, like even Jamie Lee Curtis talk about like this whole, like the Halloween franchise was about drama. This is about- No, no, movies. Halloween was about trauma. 
Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say, drama. Trauma, um, yeah, trauma, yeah. And so um, this is also that, because, you know, imagine for 25 years, this has been your life. Yes. Her life from, yeah, running from different killers, people trying yeah. to kill you, not knowing why they want to kill you. You know, they want to kill you for stupid reasons, you know, mm -hmm. and leaving Woodsboro and going into Northern California, going into mm -hmm. hiding, um, even lying to your job about who you are, you mm -hmm. know, um, it's, it's okay. And so my thoughts for screen five is, I'm just ready to see what's going to happen. I'm ready to see what the storyline is going to be. I can't wait to see who the killer is and what, why, you know, so, I mean, I'm excited, but anyway, uh, I just got the word. I got to go, but Victor, always a pleasure. We must, we're going to do this again when Screen 5 comes out so we can give our review on that one. But yeah. uh, thank you so much. And I will see you later. All right. Bye. Bye, everybody.